0: insightoasis.com for astrology. You can also find both of us at activespirituality.life and we look forward to your joining us every week. Please share with your friends. Here
1: we go. Welcome everybody to activespirituality.life with Pamela Couturenel and Susie Mazzoli. This is week 24 of 2021. And Pam's going to let us know all about the week of June the 14th. I love this week. And, <laughs> and then I'm going to jump back in with our meditation. Thanks, Pam.
0: Okay. Thank you, Susie. I am happy to report that after all the uh, bumpiness, of last week that many of us experienced with that tail end of the eclipse sandwich that this week is much better positioned for getting things done making things happen mercury is still retrograde so we have to keep that in mind and when the sun is in the sign of gemini and Mercury is retrograde. This is how I like to think of it. Light is being shown on. The ways that we miscommunicate, overlook, don't uh, go to the depths that are necessary, because when retrograde, Mercury is really asking us to check in with higher self-communication, which In our busy lives, well, something like the pandemic has really been teaching us, if we've been paying attention, that the racing around, the kind of sucking up energy that has been the mode or the trend for too many decades and arguably centuries in the Western world is is just totally rebooting. Uh, um, it's, that's what's happening. And as it, it's interesting, these eclipses that last took place in 2002, which was the processing coming to terms with how the world had changed after 9-11 in 2001. Now... We are coming to terms processing how the world has changed with the pandemic, and this has been a profound change. It's almost like if we were to speculate in alternate realities, if different decisions had been made in the early turn of this millennium and how societal orientations decided to move forward instead of being so attached to old ways of being. Maybe we wouldn't be in this place in time. Maybe how we were grappling with um, new orientations would be a more graceful segue. But we are where we are. And this week of June 14th, is, as I mentioned, an opportunity for a more graceful rollout of uh, the lessons from the eclipse, the revelations of the eclipses, and as we're moving through this waxing new moon cycle. On the 14th, the moon is in the sign of Leo. And as we get into mid-afternoon, after that moon has done a dance with the planet Saturn, which is really about, you know, where are you taking responsibility? Who are you partnering with? Are you up to the task? What task is it that you want to be doing? We may find that in the early part of Monday, we're really kind of making decisions or, fish and cut bait or deciding what the real priorities are because ideally in the waxy moon cycle we're coming off the energetic new moon in this case an eclipse and as you may remember as I was talking about last week very creative juice eclipse so Monday's really a day when we are asked what is it that is really most important to you so a lot of times we get um, we get distracted by what we think is important or what we should be doing, and the, the kind of really meeting the task comes to a head, possibly for some of us on Monday in the earlier part of the day, where we're really being asked, what is it that really matters most. Now this becomes more intensified because it's another picture in the sky between Saturn and Uranus, which I have talked about, but just to refresh, um, this is a slower moving uh, cycle. And as it happens when Saturn, the planet that has to do with boundaries, how we determine things, um, What we take responsibility for how we are, as one old teacher said to me, the word discipline means to be a disciple to the self, are we truly doing a discipline that is about our practice, whatever our practice may be. What is it we are doing in this lifetime? How conscious are we about the time we have here and what, how we're actualizing and making things happen? Yes, we all have to relax sometimes and, and stare at the moon or, or Netflix or whatever, but overall, ideally, we are moving every day to strive for the excellence of self whatever that may be for each individual so when saturn is at 90 degrees to the planet uranus uranus is uranus is about chaos uranus is about freedom uranus creates change and the myth I talked about, where Uranus, the great sky god, was basically confronted by Saturn, his his son, who he had tried to keep um, um, unable to actualize in 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 lifetime, and Saturn confronted him. Uh, Basically, this face-off, what it creates is a tension where chaos gets confronted and reined in. But the other thing that happens is that old structures, outworn ways of being, um, boundaries and systems and routines that are just happening with no thought of creation and continuity and what comes after, those systems get dismantled and basically blown up. So for some of us, it's happening in our lives where we're seeing systems, routines, ways that um, things were done with kind of a rote just lockstep uh, configuration no longer working anymore, cannot work. And every time we confront this Saturn-Uranus picture, basically what's happening is chaos and structure are hitting confrontation point. And what, what happens to allow both a place, because when we get into structures that are so regimented, they leave no place for air. And remember, um, the theme of 2020 was I can't breathe. The pandemic, which was an airborne illness, still is and uh, the issues that we're dealing with, with lacks of freedom due to outworn structures. So these are the bigger pictures. But as individuals, it's at play in our lives. So I've been talking a lot about Monday, and I'm going to move a little quicker. But after midday, Um, And especially after early evening when this Saturn-Uranus picture is exact at 6.01 p.m. Eastern time. Then we enter in this really nice envelope of opportunity where we're in a place where we can really seek what um, enhances ongoing projects And uh, we can review and maybe reevaluate certain things that are already in motion. That's useful ways to uh, utilize the Mercury retrograde. So highly, highly creative evening, especially if we've been looking consciously at what I was just speaking about, the uh, Saturn-Uranus square and coming to terms with whatever that means in our individual lives. So at one twenty-seven p.m. on Tuesday, the moon goes void, of course. And this morning, up until that point in time, highly productive, highly creative, um, playful, romantic, we can see light and glamour in the moment and when i say glamour i don't just mean glitz and all that i mean things that hold us in an entrancement and so the ancient use of the word more is about what is it that entrances you and i always go back to nature of course we can be entranced with the light on a leaf a bird, uh, a bird's wing, a butterfly on a flower. What are the things that bring glamour and um, excitement and pull us totally into the moment because of the seduction of the beauty of it all? And that's what I think is available to us on Tuesday. It's available to us every day. It's just we... You know, we're in our lives, things happen. We're, we're in spaces sometimes where that's not available to us, but it's still always present in the world. So once the moon's void, of course, it's void until the late evening when it enters Virgo at 11.02 p.m. And when the moon is void, it's not making a connection to another planet geometrically before it changes sign. And void in Leo is very creative. It's very playful. It is spontaneous, childlike. And so, any way you can employ that, whether in a project you're doing or in some downtime or connecting to a younger person in your life or a romantic partner. Of course, for a lot of us, that time of day on a Monday doesn't necessarily leave itself available to romance. But romance isn't just about being with a partner, it's also about seeing the joy, the beauty, the, the potential in life, however you can see it, uh, museums, um, uh, foreign movie, movie that just takes you to a different place, uh, something that allows you that sense of endless potential. So when the moon is in the sign of Virgo, which happens in the late evening and really pumps energy throughout uh, the next couple of days, this is a time, so I, I can't stress enough, really restorative sleep is a great way to use when the moon first enters Virgo, especially depending on where you are on the planet, Eastern time, that's as I said, starting 11.02 PM. And then in the morning on the 16th, we can arise and really have a highly productive day. This is a day of focus. It's a day of taking opportunity for inspiration when it comes in, especially as if we get towards the evening time. This can be a time when we really If you're finding yourself like trying to solve a problem or work through something that seems to be thwarting you a lot, it's wonderful to lose yourself in a task. Do something that is in motion for where you wanna go and don't spend a lot of energy trying to figure out how to solve the next step or the next problem. Because in the repetitive motion, this is a meditation. It's uh, people who do walking meditations or meditations in motions. Tik used to uh, make a reference to how things like washing dishes, I mean the dharma of meditation, whatever it is we do when we're in a task that is a productive task of the routine of life. And we allow ourselves that space of just, I am washing the dishes, I am washing the dishes. This is a activity of maintaining the life that I am uh, grateful to be living. Those moments actually can allow us, a lot of people get inspiration in the shower. Those moments are the things that allow us that, that, synapse sleep to how the problem gets solved and that's available to us on uh, Wednesday in in the evening. Thursday the 17th moon is still in the sign of Virgo and one thing to keep in mind on this day is again just make sure you've got everything I would like write it down, plan what I needed to do, put the timers on my phone. Susie knows sometimes my life gets busy. And it's like, oh, damn, you know, I miss that. And I've got to put the timer on my phone to remind me, oh, I got to get to another place to do what I have to do. So especially Mercury in retrograde, can't stress that enough. The more we are gentle with ourselves and basically maybe give ourselves more prompts than we ordinarily would do, the, the less we're likely to miss an appointment, forget something, um, uh, switch signals or, or mix messages, because we've been taking that extra step to say, you know, let me just add this other little prompt or reminder, because not only is life busy right now, but life's changing. There's a tremendous amount of change that's occurring. And when that happens, we react spontaneously sometimes without taking the time necessary to respond in the way we would like. And that is so much what the learning curve is for us right now. It's we've been reacting certain ways, um, how we thought life needed to happen, pan out, what we were doing. And that is not the model as we move forward. So this is a tremendous week For getting those things in place that really are better life frames and part of that is having a lot of flexibility with it so that the life frame is not brittle. So Thursday is a highly productive day. Um, thing to keep in mind is that the moon goes void of course at 11:54 pm. Really great ta- evening again for restorative sleep with that Virgo. And ideally when you hit your head on the pillow, you realize that you've had a very deep productive day. The moon enters Libra at 4.54 a.m. on Friday the 18th. And now it books along with, I think, what could be a really lovely weekend to socialize, connect, enjoy culture, uh, whatever that means to you, <laughs> music, dance, uh, museums, uh, whatever's available to you with however you're um, doing protocol for reconnecting or making connections as we um, sort of quietly let the blossom open as we're figuring our way through what life looks like as we move through these stages of the pandemic, because it's not over. Um, It's definitely not over. But from an astrological perspective, the opening up can, um, can, how to put this, so as we move through how things open up. If we move through it with an awareness of the reality that um, there's still potential for people to become ill, then a lot of this message has been about how we are interdependent and need to care more for one another. That's a lot of this message that. Human society, um, the human race, you know, a lot of the race discussion is we are one race. We are one race. All this division makes absolutely no sense. And, of course, when we finally encounter extraterrestrials, then, of course, we'll realize we're only one race. But we're still not there yet. Um, So anyway, well, I shouldn't say we. I, I should say the larger majority of people. So as we move along, this this weekend looks to me like it can be a delightful weekend. Um, one thing to keep in mind is that there can be some power struggles that occur late evening on uh, Saturday the 19th. Uh, but... It also is a time of great revelation and awareness and better connections that can come from this. So a lot of uh, good fruit that can uh, is available to us if we're being present. And the moon goes void, of course. It's 6:52 a.m. and it is enters the sign of Scorpio at 7:58 a.m. on Sunday. So once it's in the sign of Scorpio and Jupiter goes retrograde, also the summer solstice. Oh, I have more to say, but we have to end. Yeah, I'll do a follow-up on this to post. But the this is a very very dynamic day. And it's a day that we can deepen wisdom. So I will end it at that. And then I will turn it over to my dear friend, Susie, and let her talk some
1: more. And um, sorry, did you say that the summer solstice we can deepen wisdom? Is that the word?
0: Deepen wisdom. Okay. Deep love wisdom.
1: That. <laughs> more mm-hmm. and more. Please let us be smarter and smarter. Let us be wiser and wiser.
0: Yes, indeed.
1: (laughs) Okay, off we go. I invite everybody for 10 minutes to be sitting still, closing your eyes, switching gears here into our meditation. And meditation is about focus. So just focusing on the words, focusing on the energy now. And as you feel yourself dropping into that place, taking a few deeper breaths and allowing
2: yourself to arrive.
1: And as we do, let's... Focus on wisdom, on the ability for us to be wise,
2: knowledgeable, for us to have understanding, have ideas,
1: to be creative. And as you deepen into that wisdom, don't think of it as something that is personal. Don't think that this is you and your wisdom. Let's open up. Let's open up into the wisdom of the earth, of Mother Earth. So just feel yourself now. Let's bring a lot of energy into the root chakra. And you can visualise at the base of your spine a big, beautiful ball of red light. And then visualise that ball of red light reaching up into your upper body, down into your legs, and visualise yourself now entirely within a ball of red light. And this red light is grounding centering, reconnecting us to mother earth, reconnecting us to the electromagnetic field of mother earth, so that our electricity in our body, that the energy in our body is facing the correct directions, that we have a a strong engaged magnetic pull with the earth. And just feel yourself now almost as if you have like a a trap door, a door there in the root chakra, and just see yourself now opening that door and completing this idea of duality, of separation, and now opening the door to inclusion and connection and visualize. Yourself opening up to the earth, to Mother Earth, to all of her wisdom, to all of her experience, hundreds and thousands of years of civilization, millions of years of the earth, opening up to the energy of the earth, the wisdom of the earth, the wisdom of the cycles of earth, as we cycle through seasons, through days, through the sun, through the moon cycles, through the earth cycles, as we cycle through also birth and death, recognising impermanence, recognising that everything is constantly in flux Constantly in change.
2: And as we tune into that wisdom, our body, our physical body begins to flow differently. There's no stagnation. There's no obstacles, no restrictions. The blood is flowing. And everything starts to
1: open up at a rate, at a flow, at a flow rate that is perfectly in tune with the original source of
2: Mother Nature, for that vital health in our physical body, for that vital health
1: in our mind, for that vital health in our emotions, in our psyche, in our spirit. Things aren't moving too fast or too slowly, just at that perfect rate of flow that is vital for our health, for our well-being, and for being in flow with our world, with nature. Not being in flow with those things that are um, not beneficial to us or that are artificial to us, but in flow with the real nature of our world the original nature of our world. So just notice if you're getting caught up in other people's flow or other people's speeds or other people's dynamics or the flow and speed, for example, of the new cycles, which are not natural, those are pumped up, hypered, come back to the natural flow of your body the natural flow of earth, taking your naked feet and putting them on the ground, if you can, your naked body and putting it on the ground, on the earth, on the grass, on the sand, in the water, if you're lucky enough to live by salt water or or fresh water. And allow, again, that natural environment to remind you of your organic electric body, of your organic biological body,
2: allowing for the resetting
1: back and feeling just if we do it in our meditation energetically, feeling now that flow of the earth energy up through the root chakra you can almost imagine like the earth is a big ball of red, grounding, centering, strong, powerful energy coming up into the root chakra, reminding us of what we are, that we are a part of earth, that we are earth, that we benefit highly from being earth, from being grounded, and allow that beautiful red energy to swoop up through all of your systems, flush all of your organs with this beautiful light, go up into the brain with this red light through all of your limbs, the bones, the teeth, everywhere in your body, and then gently
2: Gently just allow that color to dissipate, coming back to
1: your natural state, coming back to you, to who you are and what you are, but now you're grounded, connected, and allowing that wisdom of yourself, of the earth to function as one. And whenever we need to be wise or wiser, we can really pull in that energy from our earth, from our mother, from our ground. Gently, as we feel this grounding energy, we slowly take a few deeper breaths. We slowly open our eyes and we feel this energy as we look out into the world. I'm a little bit stronger. I'm a little bit wiser. I'm more clear. I'm more grounded. And I am more powerfully here now. Thank you, everybody, so much for joining us. And we look forward to meeting with you again next week. Have a wonderful week and see you all soon. Love now. You have been listening to Susie Mazzoli and
0: Pamela Cuccinell of activespirituality.life. If you've enjoyed this program, consider a donation. You can find the link for that activespirituality.life. Regardless, we look forward to having you join us again for next week's podcast. Please share and have a great week.